Hey guys, how are you doing? Everyone screams because they got so much energy because it's a deliciously hot day. We're going to get started. Uh, there's still people coming in, but what we need you to do is jump forward a couple of rows because we're all a bit tired, but we're going to party. Uh, this is our Thanksgiving service, which, uh, which means we're going to have a lot of fun. We've got an awesome night in store. Uh, we've got Melina preaching. We've got RM leading. And so uh, I just really encourage you, have a, come be expectant. God's going to do some awesome stuff. It's going to be a great night. So I need you to all stand up with me. Stand up. See you guys all standing up. We're about to sing some songs, sing some praise. Come down to the front, everybody. Come down to the front. We're going to party. We'll have some fun. Awesome. And why don't you jump forward a couple of rows as well? That'd be real good. Uh, but thank you, Arm. Let's have a party.
thank you that we can glorify you, Lord. We thank you for all you have done for us, this church, Lord, and our lives. And everyone said, Amen. How are we doing, church? Hey, how many people are thankful for Aircon? Come on. I walked in here, I'm like, this is good. This is real good. I can focus on Jesus now. The heat has passed, it is outside, but in here is nice, amen? Amen, you can take a seat, you can take a seat. Uh, my name is Luke, I lead uh, Youth Here Activate Church, and it's so good to have you here. Uh, so please feel welcome if this is your 100th time, 1,000th time, it's good to have you here. And if it's and if you're new, it's uh, especially good to have you here. And we love to give uh, new people a little something, just a little bit of chocolate and and tell you a little bit about ourselves. And so there's a really easy way for you to do that. And that's by uh, going to the back of the room, uh, seeing one of the guys in the green shirts, they'll point you towards the new people's table. And we've got a little pack there and I uh, would love to connect with you and get to know you. Is that good? Good, very good. Hey, why don't we give the new people a round of applause? Welcome, sure there's some people here. Hey, we've got some um, highlights as a church that we just want to make you aware of. The Oscars, which is uh, a church-wide event celebrating youth, is happening on the 10th of December. Uh, and we've got, I think, nine tickets left. So we've only got nine spaces left, so make sure you snap them up. But what you need to know is the early bird closes tonight. Um, so if you don't pay tonight, the price jumps up five bucks. So whatever you're paying, if you've got the family deal, if you've got the staff deal, whatever deal you got, it's up $5 if you don't pay tonight. Um, so make sure you do that. Come see me if you've got any questions after the service. So make sure you do that. Um, and if you want to register, come see me as well. Uh, one thing we love to do as a church is celebrate our highlights of people's lives like birthdays or anniversaries. So if you've had a birthday or an anniversary, why don't you come join me? We're going to give you chocolate. And I think one day married, Mr. and Mrs. Reacher. I think that's cause for a celebration. So why don't you two come up? Fantastic. Yo. Man, if you get a chocolate every day that you marry, just anniversary every day, claim that. Hey church, why don't we stand, why don't we pray uh, for this awesome couple uh, heading into their, their, their journey. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't we give them a huge round of applause? Awesome. And some chocolate for good measure. We got a video now showing the highlights of this year. Uh, so watch the screen and uh, see some awesome things that have been happening at Activate Church.
Awesome. Hey, haven't we had a great year uh, this year? So much to celebrate. Um, after the service, I just need to let you know one thing that is happening is we're having uh, dinner together, which is awesome. And so what we'd love for you to do is uh, pop out and contribute a salad or something. Uh, would be awesome. We've got heaps of chicken and bread, so a salad would be good. If you uh, don't have transport, there's like a farm, like a paddock over there. Just snip some grass, chuck it in. Uh, it'll be all good. It'll be delicious. But we're going to continue with our worship. So, hey, why don't you stand up, come to, come to the front, um, and we're going to worship God together. And today is our Thanksgiving uh, day, as I said before. And the songs that we're about to sing, although they're slower, they're, there's so much thanks that actually is in them. The first uh, song, 10,000 Reasons. Man, there is 10,000 reasons plus that we can be thankful that we can worship God. And, uh, and it's such, such a privilege that we can come into the space. So I encourage you, no matter where you're at, uh, no matter where you find yourself, make a stand now is just to, to go, God, over the next hour or so, Lord, I'm just going to, I'm just going to open my heart, myself up to you. Lord, I'm going to let you come, let you speak. But Lord, I'm just going to tell you what I'm thankful for. But, but let this be an intimate moment. Uh, between you and God and you can talk and really uh, let thanks flow from you. Is that cool? Great. Cool. Good good response there. That was awesome. Thank yeah, come on. Somebody. There, everyone. Yeah. Hey, so why don't you stand up? We can do this, church. Anyone come to the front and uh, we're going to wish, continue worshiping God. Thanks, team. So... Because it's Thanksgiving, I thought how fitting would it be to just spend a couple of moments just giving thanks because I think each and every single one of us have something that we can be thankful for. So right now, let's just lift God up. Let's give Him thanks for everything that He's done. Thank you, Lord. lift your name up tonight Father we we lift your name high let, let our worship be praises of thanksgiving to you Father Lord I just pray that each and every single one of us tonight will just get a touch of your presence Father a, a touch of who you are Father I pray that we're open our hearts are open tonight and Lord we just lift this, this time that's about to come to you Lord
anyone had a really awkward family Christmas? This isn't just a random thought, that is going somewhere. But has anyone had a real awkward family Christmas where you're like, man, you have to go to family Christmas? I just, oh, you gotta go, you have to show up, you have to do this because it's family, you're meant to love them, you're meant to do this, you're meant to do that. I don't have that problem, I had my family family Christmas today, which made me think of it. I love my family and have awesome family uh, Christmases, but you hear old stories from time to time of people going, man, I've got family Christmas and I just can't be bothered. And it really made me think about a relationship with God and what family, what intimacy with God is. You know, as a church, we're to be thankful that we have a God that wants to be intimate with us. It's like coming into His presence for family Christmas and we're coming into a place where it's like, it's our pleasure. And I just felt like there's some people in the room as you stand, as you sing the song and you're, you're treating it like an awkward family Christmas. Instead of stepping in to go and say, man, this is my pleasure to worship the King of Kings to lift up, to glorify the God that loves me so much that He wants to come out and dwell and to hang out with me to to make my life better. He wants to dwell inside me, He wants to speak to me. We're about to go into a song called Overwhelmed. And this is my encouragement. Treat it like you're coming and you know there's a big present. You know that God, that, that you know you're getting like massive iPhone or something that you really wanted. You're excited to come into the presence because God has got so much for you. As you come into His presence, as you lift Him up, His love that is the greatest gift that you could ever receive. But we go in there just thinking it's gonna be awkward conversation. So why don't you, as we step out, Say, Lord, I'm coming into your presence. Lord, I am thankful that you love me so much that you want to overwhelm me with your presence, overwhelm me with your love. And so I encourage you to step out.
choose to have a filter of thanksgiving. We worship you, Lord, in this holy place. We worship, we worship you in this holy come before you amazed, Lord amazed at your goodness, amazed at your love. Lord and as the song says is that we are free, free to stand before you, free to worship you. Lord and today we, we acknowledge, Lord we sing, we cry out our thanks for that and all that you had to go through in order for us to be free and have the privilege to have intimacy with You. Lord, today we glorify You. Lord, we lift You up. God, it's my prayer this evening that every single person, Lord, we would be, be thankful about the intimacy that You long to have with us. Lord, because You love us, because You died for each and every single one of us and You want the best for us. So You paved a way for us to live as free, but Lord, for us to live as intimate with You. And Lord, I pray that tonight we take that as a privilege and not a chore to go forth and tonight we glorify You, we give You thanks for everything You're doing everything you've done in the hearts and lives of people of this church and uh, for how the church has reached out to the community and done awesome things. But Lord, we acknowledge it's all through your grace. It's all through your love and it's all through what you're doing. So Lord, we give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Very good. We've got a good God, amen. Amen. Hey, why don't we say thanks to the band? You guys are awesome. Such incredible guys. Hey, we, we've got the absolute privilege of worshiping God. Absolutely. We've got the privilege of eating dinner. But we have the privilege of listening and hearing the Word of God come through Melina this evening. So why don't you stand to your feet? Come on, let's stand to your feet and give Melina a huge activate cheer. And uh, open yourselves up to the Word of God. Thank you. Thanks, Luke. Oh, this is exciting. Oh, thanks. I've got two little helpers. Oh, wow. Thanks, guys. Oh, that's nice. Good evening, everybody. It's awesome to see you here tonight. Um, 
So as Luke has lovely, lovely introduced, I'm Melina, Melina Perkins, and I'm a young adult here at Activate Church. And it is a privilege to be able to speak to you tonight. Um, I'm really excited. Something that God has been putting on my heart and challenging me about a lot over the last month. So I'm speaking out of that place of personal challenge um, tonight. So I'm just going to pray and then we can kick into things. Awesome. Father, thank you so much. Um, for your word, Lord, and thank you that we have the privilege of, of opening it tonight, Lord, and uh, learning more about you. And Father, as we think about and celebrate Thanksgiving, Lord, we have so much to be thankful for, um, so many reasons to praise you, and so many things that we can um, really be grateful for. And yeah, I ask that you open our hearts tonight, Lord, and um, I pray that people are challenged by you, Lord, that they're touched by you. Um, through the words that you've given me to speak. Oh, in your awesome name, amen. Cool, so tonight my message, I have titled it, Knowing God in Order to Make Him and His Goodness Known. So if you're taking notes, it's a little long, I'll say it again. Knowing God in Order to Make Him and His Goodness Known. So this is something, as I said before, that I've been really challenged about, and um, I'm going to ask you the same question tonight that I've been asking myself, and that is, how well do you know God? And it's a pretty massive question, but just keep it in the back of your mind. How well do you know God? Um, so this year as a church, we've been, we've been looking in particular at sharing God's goodness, you know, with those around us, and um, by a little phrase that we've been using, if you're not aware, is wherever and whenever being like Jesus. Um, And, you know, tonight I want to challenge you that if we want to share God's goodness in an effective way, if we want to be imitators of Christ, if we want to be like Jesus, then we need to truly know Him, not just know about Him. Um, We need to have that personal and intimate relationship with God. And Luke um, set an awesome forum talking about the intimacy that that God desires of us. Um, And so I'm going to get into that a little bit later. So when Peter preached a month or so ago, he challenged us about what relationship, um, which he discussed as being the essence of Christian life, actually looks like. And last week, Pastor Sheridan um, spoke about not just having a head knowledge of God, but a heart knowledge. And that ties in really well, because if we want to truly know God and have that deep heart knowledge, as Pastor Sheridan spoke about, then we need to be willing to invest time into having a relationship with God. Um, and so that's what I'm going to speak about tonight. Um, if you've got your Bible, Psalm 27 verse 8 says, My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. So if we are desiring to know God in order to make Him and His goodness known, this is what we need to be praying. This should be the cry of our heart, that I want to seek your face, Lord, Um, that we will seek your face. We can declare that. Um, So how do we move from that place over here of knowing all about God. You know, we know a lot about God. If, if you've been raised in church, you know a whole heap about God, about the Bible. How do we move from knowing just about Him to actually knowing Him? Um, and so that's what I want to talk about tonight. Something very practical, something very simple, um, but something profound and something that I've been challenged about. Um, so that's restoring your quiet time with God to its rightful place. Um, so that's what I'm speaking about tonight, quiet time. So this quiet time has been called many things throughout the history of the church. If you look back, 
can see it um, described as morning watch, appointment with God, God time, daily devotions, or personal daily devotional time. You know, there's so many ways of saying it. But in my opinion, it doesn't, doesn't matter what you call it, um, as long as you're having it regularly. So your quiet time, what is this? Um, I've got a little definition here. It is simply daily fellowship with him through his word and prayer and worship. So it's a, it's a time that you set aside deliberately um, to meet with him. And the goal is to grow, to grow in your relationship, your personal relationship, so that you can know him, love him, serve him, and become more like him. So when I think about building relationship, um, any type of relationship, whether it's with a friend, a workmate, family, a romantic relationship, I think about the fact that to, in order to do this, you need to invest time. Um, a significant amount of time to get to know this person. Um, you can't really know a person if you just spend little bits of time with them. If you want to truly know them, you've got to invest a significant amount of time. And I've seen that with Peter. Um, you know, if I only knew, spent little bits of time with him, I wouldn't know all sorts of things about him, the good and the bad. Uh, no, because <laughs> then he'll tell about me. Um, you know, we need to spend significant time. And it's the same with God. Um, it's the same. It's like any relationship that if we want to truly know him, we need to spend time with him. And this is one way with our quiet time that we can intentionally seek to build relationship. So as a young adults leadership team, we've actually been discussing what we think a thriving, a thriving Christian looks like. And we keep coming back to the same things. We keep coming back to the fact that they know their word, that they pray, that they spend time with God. And then from this, there'll be this natural outflow where they will want to activate love and goodness um, everywhere they go. Um, so we, yeah, we believe that will be a natural outpouring. So tonight I'm going to, to look at four points. So firstly, the cross is what made this personal relationship with God possible. That's my first point. Secondly, God created us for relationship with him. Thirdly, why do we need a quiet time? And lastly, we need to protect our quiet time. So first off, the cross is what made this relationship possible with God. So in Genesis, we read that when Adam sinned, God drove him out of the garden and he actually put angels um, with swords at the entrance to stop mankind from ever re-entering. But then God did something absolutely incredible. He came down to earth in human form in Jesus, and he lived among us. I mean, he died on the cross, and he provided us with a way back into his presence. So in the Old Testament, um, the high priest was the only one who could go into the Holy of Holies, and he could only do this once a year. And there was this huge, thick um, veil separating um, the people from God, and they would stand outside of this veil, and they would wonder, you know, who is this God? What does he look like? What does he sound like? What does his presence feel like? What does his glory feel like? And only the high priest knew this. But you know what's exciting and what's changed is that when Jesus died on the cross, and he cried, it is finished, we read in Mark fifteen thirty-eight that the veil of the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom. And because of that, we can now step into God's presence any time. There are no limitations anymore like there were in the Old Testament. 
Um, and how incredible is that? And we've been talking tonight, you know, we've been singing. What a privilege that actually is that we can just step into God's presence at any given time. Um, if you actually get your mind around that, how incredible that is, that's one thing that you can be thankful for. And I think you'll be thankful for that forever, really. Um, and, you know, grace makes that possible. And so, yes, we've been talking about Thanksgiving today. And, you know, we've been looking at what we are thankful for. And I really believe that this thankfulness and gratitude should be what um, draws us into God's presence each and every day. You know, that thankfulness and that gratitude that He died on the cross, that because of that, our sins are erased. That enough should want us to spend time with Him. Um, we're forgiven. We can spend eternity with Him and, you know, that should draw us, that should make us desire to spend time with him, to thank him um, for all that he does. And that song, I wrote down the lyrics because I can never remember them, says, I stand amazed that one so holy as you would let me see your beautiful face. And I just think that, you know, we need to have that deep, that deep appreciation, that deep gratitude and that leads us and causes us to desire to want to spend time with God. Um, we could dwell on that all night, really. But yeah, so that's my first point. So the cross, that is the thing that firstly makes this personal relationship even possible. And how cool is that? So secondly, God created you so that you could have a relationship with him. He created you to enjoy your company every day. Um, in Revelations 4.11, it says, it is for your pleasure that they were created. So if you can grasp that concept that God wants to spend time with you, he waits for you. It's not actually all about us wanting to spend time with him. He actually wants you um, to come into relationship with him. And if you can get your head around that, um, then your entire attitude towards your quiet time could actually shift and be transformed. The fact that he desires to spend time with you. And that's an awesome feeling. If you relate it back to a friend or a family member and you know that they want to spend time with you, that feels cool. You know, when your friend calls you up, man, I've really missed you. I want to hang out. You're like, oh, I'm actually kind of cool. They want to hang out with me. Hey, like that's awesome. And you know, God wants to spend time with us. This is God of gods. Come on, like how cool is that? That alone should make us want to step into his presence um, and spend time with him. He's ready. He's willing. He's waiting for us. What's stopping us? So thirdly, why do we need to spend a quiet time with God? I, could, I can think up a lot of reasons um, why we should have a quiet time with God, but ultimately, I think it comes um, down to the fact that Jesus did, and he's our example. Um, he took time to connect with the Father. This is Jesus. If Jesus has to do it, surely we should. Um, so we read over and over again in Scripture about Jesus spending time in prayer. So I'll read a couple to you, um, just in case you don't believe me. So in Matthew 26, verse 36, it says, Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. Mark chapter 1, verse 35, says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. And in Luke 5 verse 16, it says, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. You know, Jesus' quiet time was a source of his strength. You know, personal 
fellowship with his father in heaven was a priority. Um, Even when his days were busy, busy with ministry. You know, think about how busy Jesus was, yet he still took that time to pray, um, to commune with his father. If we think our lives are busy, I can't even imagine how Jesus' life was. Um, It's actually ridiculous. Um, You know, in John 5 verse 30, it says, By myself I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just. For I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. By myself, I can do nothing. So if this quiet time was a priority for Jesus, surely it should be a priority for us. Um, How much more do we need to make it a priority in our own lives? We make time for what we value the most. Um, For the people we love the most, people we enjoy hanging out with, our highest priorities for what we find the most rewarding. So I want to challenge you. If we value our relationship with God, does the amount of time we spend with Him actually reflect that? Just think about that. If we look at history, over and over again, it's evident that anyone who's been used greatly by God was a person of prayer. And Tozer puts this in a beautiful way when he says, if a man wants to be used by God... He cannot spend all of his time with people. If a man wants to be used by God, he cannot spend all of his time with people. And Martin Luther said, I have so much to do that I must spend the first three hours each day in prayer. What a crazy way of looking at things, but isn't that true? Um, There's so many. C.H. Spurgeon, a very influential preacher, said, It is a good rule never to look into the face of a man in the morning till you have looked into the face of God. Man, I love that. I love that. And Andrew Bernard, another great man of God, he had these three rules, um, which I, I love. So the first rule he had was not to speak to any person before speaking to Jesus Christ. That's cool. Rule two, not to do anything with his hands until he had been on his knees. And rule three, not to read the papers until he had read the Bible. You know, we can apply that to so many things. If you don't read the paper, think about your phone, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Um, So this makes me think if we want to be used by God, you know, we need to be willing to give him our time um, because that's what Jesus did and that's what these people did. And it's just a a repetitive pattern that you see. And I know I want to be used by God. I want to be used by God greatly. Um, So quiet time, how important is it? Um, lastly, well, my fourth point, not really lastly, um, is that we need to protect our quiet time with God. You know, not only is this time valuable and precious, but it's extremely powerful. And the enemy will do anything that they can to sabotage it, um, to stop us um, from having our quiet time. So this is something we need to be aware of and actively on guard against. And I, I wrote down three things that I believe Unless you protect your quiet time with God, firstly, you'll be cut off from your source of wisdom, guidance, and strength. Secondly, your usefulness to God will be limited. And thirdly, you'll be inconsistent in your Christian life. You know, too often we make excuses, and I'm speaking for myself here. We say, I'm too tired, I'm too busy. 
you wake up in the morning and you're going to have your quiet time, but then you're running late, so you say you'll do it at night, and then you get to night and you're tired, so you go to bed, and your quiet time never happens. Is this a pattern for anyone else, or is this just me? Just me. Okay. Wow. That's awkward. Um, Come on, guys. <laughs> oh, man, am I preaching this for nothing? Like, everyone's got great quiet times except me. Um, no. So I read a quote the other week, and I actually shared it with Charlotte because I was so challenged by it. Um, it said, you have the same 168 hours each week that everybody else has, and how you spend them is determined by what you think is important. So if you think being in fellowship with God is important, begin to make time for it. What a challenge. Oh, my goodness. Good challenge, but what a challenge. Um, you know, this is something that God's just getting at me about over and over again, and it keeps coming up in conversation. And about a week ago, I had the most incredible conversation with a lady from my work. She's a beautiful woman, a strong woman of God, and um, she's really inspiring. And I often have noticed that during our prayer and devotions time at work, because I, I work at a Christian workplace, um, she'll refer back to something that she's been praying about or something that God has really been speaking about to her in her prayer time. That's what she calls it. And I'm quite curious, quite a curious person. So I decided to ask her about this because this whole quiet time thing has been on my mind a lot. Um, so I got chatting to her and she very humbly said to me, you know, she gets up every morning from 5 a.m. till 7 a.m. She spends time with God. Two hours Two hours, guys. Like, come on. And she spends this time praying, reading her Bible, um, worshipping on her guitar. Um, and that's her every morning. And this lady, I think it just really challenged me because she's an everyday lady. You know, she's a social worker like I am. She's not a, a pastor or, or an evangelist. And sometimes I think we fall into the trap of believing that these are the only people who need to have consistent quiet times. These are the only people who need to have good chunks of time with God. But this is just an everyday woman with a family and other commitments. Yet she does this every day. Um, and I felt very challenged. But you know what is so cool? There is something different about this woman. You can tell that there is something different about her. The way that she is, um, the way that she talks, the way that she works, the way that she treats people um, is just incredible. And I believe that's because she spends time with God every day for two hours you know, the more, the closer she's stepping to him, she's becoming more like him. Um, and it's just incredible, and it shows. And that's something that I desire. Yet we need to make the step to actually make it happen. You can want it as much as you want, but you've actually got to do something about it. Um, so I was very challenged by this. And yeah, it's made me really reflect on my own, my own quiet time. Um, so lastly, I wanted to sort of chat about the fact that not everyone's quiet time is going to look the same. You know, not, not every one of us is going to get up from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. and pray and read the Bible and worship on our guitar. Because some of us can't play guitar. But actually, some of us aren't going to do that. It's going to look different, and that's okay. Um, so I've asked a few people tonight from young adults to come up really quickly. I know they're so excited. I can see it on their faces. Um, to share for about 30 seconds or less about what their quiet time looks like. Um, just so that we can see everyone does it differently. So you guys want to come up, please? That'd be cool. Give them a hand, guys. I think some are a bit nervous. Erin looks like she wants to go first. All right. She's going. I'm going first. Erin, Erin. Okay.
Okay, um, so I was thinking about this when Melina texted me, and then I panicked, thinking, oh my goodness, I don't do quiet time. <laughs> but um, I, <laughs> I think I have two types of quiet time. I have professional quiet time and personal quiet time. So um, the nature of my job is I work in a pharmacy, which means I technically could potentially kill someone on a daily basis. So <laughs> I don't want that to happen. So I, um, every morning in my car or however it is on the scooter, I um, do spend time praying to God that, you know, God, I pray that you will protect my work today. I pray, you know, things like that. So from a professional manner, I do that. And I also do it on the way home because often I have very stressful days and very angry people and you get really upset. So try not to bring that home. Um, and then in terms of private or personal quiet time, um, I don't really like doing it by myself because I don't do it. So um, quite often if I'm with Luke, um, we will read the Bible together. Um, we might be reading the same thing. We might be reading different things. And then I'm usually like, I don't really understand this. Like, this doesn't make sense. And then we have an argument or a discussion about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then sometimes we come to a conclusion. Sometimes we don't, and that's fine. But, yeah. And then we pray together. <laughs> All right. Um, I've just got lots of different ways that I have quiet time, and it kind of changes with whatever mode I'm in. Um, so if I'm, like, trying to be quite focused and direct and, like, try actually pray for a whole lot of people, I usually write down in a journal. And me writing down things means I see it and I kind of tend to, so I don't miss people so I'm like, oh, I'll pray for that person and I see who I've missed and also I don't get distracted because when I try pray in my head it never, like honestly five minutes max and I'm gone somewhere else um, or I'll pray out loud and it usually keeps me more on track um, <laughs> praying in the shower is great you're not doing anything else um, <laughs> and usually no one can hear you <laughs> Um, and when I like to go for walks or um, like running and I need an excuse to stop if there's like a really nice spot I usually um, stop and just praise God and look out at you know beautiful scenery the river, the lake, it's all so amazing and just thank God for his creation um, or I like to just get my Bible and coffee and um, have some quiet time in the lounge or on the deck in the sun it's really nice so just yeah um, so I also have lots of different ways um, to do quiet time. I love getting a picnic blanket and putting it out on my lawn at night time when all the stars are out. I just kind of like lay there staring at the stars and be like, oh my gosh, he created this so we can watch it and look at it. Um, I also love going for walks, um, especially through the bush, that kind of thing. Because um, it just kind of makes me stop and think and just be in complete awe of God because he created it for us. Um, I also read my Bible in lectures, possibly not the best idea, um, don't learn so much in the lectures, but learn a lot about God, um, and yeah, just, I don't know, if I have a stressful day, I lay down on the floor in my lounge, and just kind of turn on some worship music and just start praying, and yeah. Kia ora. Kia ora, Owen. Um, I find it really interesting that we call it a quiet time, because often I'm not that quiet in my quiet time. Um, yeah, it's a good word, eh? Um, I find that the most powerful times for me 
even being a musician aren't with music. It's when I will sit down with my little notebook and write out my conversations with God. It's not just it's not just a one-sided prayer that I write out either. I like write down a, say a question that I'm asking him, and then I'm listen, and then I'll write down what he's saying to me. And then I, when I look back, I can be like, actually, we had this conversation, you know, the other day. And I wasn't just talking to you, and I didn't actually just feel you or, th- or think that you said something and then forgot about it. I actually look back and see our conversations, and that's like a big part of what our relationship is built on. Cool. cool. Um, I do this great thing when I'm tired. I say I'm going to rest in God, or I just lie down for a bit. And close my eyes, and then I wake up, and I'm like, thanks, God, for the rest. <laughs> um, no, but currently what I've been doing is I've been reading through um, a book by A.W. Tozer, and I, I like Tozer. He's, a, he's an awesome theologian, and if you want something that's going to be able to sink your teeth into, get a hold of his books. But it's called The Pursuit of God, and it's something that I don't rush reading through. Um, I don't. Sometimes I'll, I'll read it with my Bible, and I'll just bring out what, um, read through the, the verses that he's got uh, throughout it, but I've just been reading through Tozer and um, being challenged by that and uh, enjoying what he's saying about God and, and the pursuit of God that it, that it um, talks about. Awesome. Thanks, guys. You want to give them a hand? That's so cool. And I just love it how everyone's so different because, you know, we all build relationships really differently you know, in, in life with people, and therefore we're going to build relationships with God really differently. Um, and I love the fact that something that sort of came up over and over in those five was that, you know, we're bringing God into the small moments, um, into every moment. You know, we've talked about, oh, I've talked about tonight about setting aside deliberately a quiet time with God. But actually it's something that I've been really working on is actually bringing God into every um, moment of my day and, you know, just having this constant conversation with God. Man, he must get so annoyed, but I think he likes it. Um, You know, like, God, I'm feeling a bit stressed about this. I'm feeling a bit nervous about this or I'm a bit worried about this or, oh, that's so awesome. Thanks, God. Or, wow, check out that beautiful sunset. You know, just constantly bringing him into things. Um, Someone does something you don't like. Oh, God, that kind of hurt, but I forgive them. You know, just keeping that constant flow of conversation going, I think that's really important. And I think praying about little things, um, God loves it. You know, the other day at work, I lost this person's file and I couldn't find it. And I searched for over an hour in our file um, room. We have a room of files. And it took me an hour before I prayed. And I thought to myself, man, that's terrible. It should have been the first thing I did. We found the file not long after. Um, I think it was a little bit of a lesson. But you know, God wants to be a part of our everyday life, everything, the little things and the big things. Um, so make the most of moments while you're walking, driving, so much time wasted in the car, pray, worship, learn another language on a CD. You know, there's all these things we could do, but we're talking about quiet times. Um, yeah, so that's, that's me. Um, so tonight I want to challenge you with a few questions, some hard questions. I like hard questions. Um, so firstly... If, as a follower of Christ, I am striving to make God and His goodness known, how well do I know Him? So my first question, how well do you know God? If you're trying to make Him known, how well do you actually know Him? Secondly, does the amount of time I spend with God truly reflect how much I value Him? And lastly, does my quiet time need to be restored to its rightful place? And if so, how are you going to do that? Don't just walk away from here thinking that was interesting or that was a bit challenging. 
but actually walk away from here with a plan. Get somebody to keep you accountable. Get somebody to call you at 5 a.m. every morning and then again at 7 to check you've done your two hours or whatever it is. Um, get your flatmate, your friend, family member. Um, you know, make it a challenge between the two of you. Make it fun. Um, think of some cool ways to do it together. Plan to go for a walk up a mountain and have a worship time at the top. Make, make the guy carry the guitar or whatever, you know, but let's actually go and take some practical steps. If that's something you need to do, let's do it. Um, so tonight, that's what, I've, what I want to leave you with, is that challenge. Challenge about your quiet time. And if the band could, could come on, that would be awesome. Um, but I've also talked tonight heaps about relationship, relationship with God. And to some of you, this might be a foreign idea. Um, you know, what does that mean? Um, and if it's something that you've realized that, you know, I don't have, a, I don't have that relationship, um, and it's something that you want, or it's something that you once had but you don't have anymore, um, then that's something that we'd love to chat to you about and love to pray with you about. Um, yeah, and if you have anything else that you would like prayer for, I'd just really like to, to open up the front to you, um, just a, a real time of ministry, not even about quiet times. It can be about that, but not even just about that, just a time um, to have someone come alongside you and, and pray with you. Um, so yeah, if, if that's you, I'd love to, to welcome you to the front. And yeah, be challenged, guys. Thanks. So let's give Melina another hand. That was an awesome, challenging word. Melina asked some really challenging questions there about uh, that one about does your, if I word this right, it won't sound as good coming from me, but does your value of God is that reflected in your quiet time? Man, that's a hard question. You can talk all the talk, you can sing the songs, but how is that actually displayed? And so we're just going to sing a song real shortly, well, now. And I think this would be a real good time if you want to come up for prayer or if, or if you just want to sit in your chair and, and just listen to the words. But really just answer those questions because you can ask them as much as you want, but you need to answer them and go, actually, is my quiet time where it's at? You can take this time as well to thank God for what He's doing. Thank God for uh, the opportunity of intimacy. You can come up for prayer and we'll sing it once through and, um, and then we'll have a little party to finish off. Cool. Thanks, guys.
Lord God, we thank You that we can come into Your presence. Lord God, we thank You that You died on a cross so that we could have intimacy with You. Lord, tonight we acknowledge You. And Lord, I pray that there would be a stirring of our hearts, a stirring of our lives, Lord, where You say, man, I just want more.